3: Welcome back to the Final Inspection Show. One of the things we like to do every week is have a Sparky's Take, and we'll listen to Steve Sparky Pfeiffer now and his take in the world of NASCAR.
1: Good afternoon, and welcome into another edition of Sparky's Take. I'm Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Let me talk about a little bit about the Daytona 500 doesn't it do your heart good to see a comeback story in underdog? I kind of feel like Kurt Busch has been that way for the last few years, kind of that underdog story, even though he's with Stuart Haas still kind of feels like an underdog story to me. I don't know if it feels that way to everybody else, but it does to me and to see him win the 500 with a bunch of young kids up at the front of the field after the, the wreckage and carnage that was at Daytona 500. I was kind of happy for Kurt Busch uh, at the end of the day. Now, Moving forward for the rest of the year, can he continue to race at that level? That I'm not so sure about. Just like I'm not so sure if anybody should make anything to do about how this race was raced as far as the stage formats and all that other stuff. Ratings, TV ratings, that's pretty much what matters. Didn't see much of an increase at all. In fact, still down from five years ago. Yeah, it was kind of up from last year, but for the most part, uh, still not very good by Daytona 500 standards over the last 5, 10, 15 years. Really bad if you go that far back. So now we'll have to wait and see what Atlanta brings Uh the Monster Energy Series. One other note. Las Vegas might get a second cup race. Why? Well, that'll do it for Sparky's sake. Enjoy the rest of your day here on File Inspection on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan.
3: Thank you, Sparky. Appreciate that. And joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline is Eddie Lapine from RacingNation.com. Welcome to the show, Eddie.
0: Hey, Steve. How are you today?
3: Pretty good. How about you? How's the weather down in Florida today?
0: Oh, it's beautiful again. It's a chamber of commerce weather.
3: Yeah, hopefully a hurricane will come through there, so.
0: Jeez. I know. What is it, winter okay,
3: how about a strong thunderstorm? How's that? Okay, that's
0: possible. <laughs> that's very possible. It's
3: it's nice and cloudy it, it, up here in 34, but it's on a warm up. It'll be 60 on Monday, so we can't complain well, about that it, up here.
0: It, it 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 is snowing tourists down here though. it's so, um, <laughs> I don't know. I I would probably like to see the snow down here to get these tourists away.
3: <laughs> well, the big news in uh in racing of course this week in Formula 1 is uh the Barcelona testing and uh it it's the it's a week after they unveil all the the F1 cars each, each it comes a dog and pony show where a Formula 1 team will will show the new car for the year and the all they all look, as a buddy of mine uh, said, it kind of the they, they all kind of look like razors, and and yeah, I can kind of see that now when when you when you look at them. I thought for 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 deliveries, my favorite one so far was the Toro Rosso. I like the coloring on that one, and then maybe a second would be the McLaren, which thankfully got away from the dreaded uh, silver and black, which I think is is there's too many of those cars in F1, and they went back to their orange. I would like to see a little more orange and a little less black in the car, but that's just me. What 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 did you think of the the the, the new cars this year?
0: I I think they look like race cars now. I think they're starting to look. I mean, just
3: well from the tire flat. point of view, yeah, that's a big deal. You know, they 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 in the last few years, all the four tires were the same size. This year, they went to the big, huge rear tires, which is a definite improvement aesthetically.
0: Well, and definitely, Steven, and, and these tires are, I mean, they're going to light it up this year with uh, breaking some new records. I mean, they're already saying they're going to be going two to five seconds a lap faster at some of these tracks because of that extra rubber, because they have the traction to get into the corners and to exit the corners. So, it's it's really they're going in the right direction and i think there's a lot of buzz about it you see the people that uh are excited for the season to start and it's right around the corner march 26th in australia
3: well and one thing you know with, with the tires you know the like, like you said the, the downforce is up and and the cornering speeds are up there's even some talk that we may see some guys uh lose some races just because of the fatigue part of it. And, you know, the F1 drivers are, of course, I, I, I don't think there's not too much debate that they're the, the the guys that are the most in shape. You see these guys, especially guys like Fernando Alonso and a couple of these other guys that got huge necks just uh, from working out and plus all the, the, the G-forces that are in the cars. Is that something where they, that we might see, you know, a guy in the lead, whether it's a Mercedes or somebody else, and or at least guys running in the top ten, and some, some guys their lap times might be dropping because of the, the driver and not necessarily of the car?
0: I think these guys prepare so well that, you know, I mean, it's like driving a, a spaceship around these courses, and the lateral Gs are just incredible. But their training programs and the rituals that they do to get to this, level and they they you will not see that you'll probably see um you know tire failure or you know some sort of mechanical problems before you see a driver fatigue for that reason
3: and uh i mean this not not too many huge surprises uh i i think we might think that the mercedes you know might have been you know sandbagging just a tad uh, you know, Bo- uh, Valtteri Bottas was the fastest. And then uh, we had the two Ferraris with Vettel and Rackinen in second. And then Lewis Hamilton was fourth. And then we got the Red Bulls. Uh, Jolien Palmer, who was back with Renault, who I did not think was going to return back to that team. Uh, he actually came in sixth. That was kind of a surprise. And then with testing laps, Mercedes did the most laps. They did 558 laps of testing. Second was Ferrari with 468 and then I, I thought a bit of a surprise is the Sauber team with 349 laps. And then for those interested, the Haas team was fourth in the number of laps completed during the test. And then for uh, for speed-wise, uh, Romain Grosjean and Kevin Magnussen were 11th and 12th in regards to speed. Anything that kind of jumps out uh, from you from the statistics side on from testing?
0: Well, I think uh... – Always they leave something on the table. I don't think Mercedes right. really fully showed everything that they have. Mr. Botas is definitely going to give Lewis, I think, a run for his money this year. I hope year. so. And uh, I, I think the Mercedes are going to kind of, I hate to be the doom and gloom of Formula One this year, but I think they're going to be the, uh, they're going to leave off where they left off last year.
3: Right. Well, maybe we can bring the the world of sabotage back to racing. Maybe that would help th- change things up in uh, Formula One.
0: Well, it's funny that you say that, Steve, because <laughs> the last day of practice, they had a water truck go around and put water on the track so they could simulate the new Pirelli rain tire. <laughs> and I remember, you know, what was it, four or five years ago, when Bernie Ecclestone?
3: I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, uh,
0: <laughs> that wanted to uh, go around and you know, make a rain race that wasn't, you know, take water and put it on the track to make it exciting. So, I mean, and that's how they got to test the new Pirelli rain tire. So um, I think with Bernie's exit, I think we won't see a water truck in front of an F1 race anytime soon, but uh, they're just trying to get as much testing for the new tires for the season, so they're ready to go. All
3: right, very with. good. We'll, we're we're going to take a quick break here. When we return, we'll talk a little bit of uh, IndyCar racing and sports car racing with Eddie Lapine from RacingNation.com in just a moment on the fan. With Steve Zockey. Presented by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. Driven by Milwaukee Area Napa Auto Care Association. On 1057 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Final Inspection Show, brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove, Wisconsin. A lot of our friends at the Milwaukee Area Napa Auto Care Centers, like to thank them for coming on board this year. Joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline is Eddie Lapine from RacingNation.com. Eddie, we got the IndyCar season warming up here. We're going to have the St. Pete Grand Prix coming up here in the next week or so, and then we got Long Beach, which unfortunately I will not be at this year. I'm very bummed out about that, but who knows, maybe I'll show up at Phoenix, but I'll definitely be at Indianapolis, which we got to get you back there at the Speedway. When I it can't is there.
0: believe you're not going to Long Beach. I know,
3: race. I know.
0: Better than the Indy 5. I runners. know. That is the best race. If Your listeners have not gone uh, to that race. And I'll be at St. Pete next Thursday. Uh, Mario will be doing two-seater rides. Down there on next Thursday. Well, I've don't
3: don't Santa don't Santa hog Santa. all the rides from the fans, Eddie. Okay, let, I, let them in You there. know
0: what? They threw me out last year. As well as they should. Yes. They, I know. They. I tried using your media credential, and they, they <laughs> wouldn't let
3: me in the line. Again. For for those so, who will be attending the Long Beach Grand Prix or watching it on TV, uh, they actually added five laps this year. It's going to be going from eighty laps to eighty-five laps, and they're actually adding a couple of. Uh, one-hour practice sessions uh, to the Oval Races at Phoenix at Gateway. And this will allow, will allow more on-track action for the fans on race day um, and a few other changes in IndyCar uh, this year. Um, uh, of course, Texas. Don't forget,
0: don't, don't forget Steve, that uh, the Toyota Celebrity Race is no longer. Yes, they're
3: gonna be running and the Can-Am cars. cars.
0: They're running the Can-Am cars. And don't forget drifting.
3: And drifting, of course, is
0: very important because our youth. Yes. Is going the drifting way.
3: Our youth, so, but they need and, to check out those vintage Can-Am cars that will be re- running at uh, at Long Beach for, I believe, for the first time. And when they start rumbling down that backstretch, that is going to be so loud amongst those big office buildings and uh, condominiums down there. It should be, it should be your. It, you better have your protection. That's all I can say.
0: I will, and I'll be there, and I'll be calling in to tell and, you about it.
3: And you will and have you lots lots of photos for us on the Final Inspection Facebook page and Twitter account. am looking forward to that. I
0: will be running around.
3: Like a crazy like man a with the camera. With
0: no head, as usual. Why would I <laughs> want to act any other way?
3: And, uh, so, and I, I think the, the the best news is I've been a critic, and well, I guess we've both been critics of him, but. This is probably one of the best moves uh, that's that's been made in his career recently. As Marco Andretti's got a new race strategist, that's going to be Brian Herta. And Brian Herda, who basically single handedly guided um, uh, uh, Rossi to the Indianapolis 500 victory last year, with a brilliant strategy, stretching out the fuel. It should be interesting. Uh, as they say, the 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 calming the the calmness of uh, Brian Herda, what he can do for the career of Marco Andretti.
0: Yeah, uh, Marco needed someone different. I mean, Michael uh, has tried on and off for the last ten years to try to uh, fit in there, and it, it's just hard. I mean, I just couldn't imagine taking uh, you know listening to your father over the radio during a race and having him tell you, you know, what to do. And, you know, I think Brian Herda has done well, uh, in that role at over the years. And I, and I think he'll be uh, a real asset to Marco Andretti's career. Cause he's going to have to, he's going to have to do it this year, I think.
3: Mm-hmm. And then getting back to Long Beach, of course, we have the road, the road racing, uh, Drivers Club has their big dinner this year, and uh, this year it's going to be Emerson Fittipaldi. It's the motorsports party to go to. In the past, they've had Dan Gurney, Parnelli Jones, Roger Penske, Jim Hall, Brian Redman, Mario Andretti, Bobby Unzer, and George Falmer were the previous uh, guests of honor at that. And, And Eddie, I know we've been there a couple times, and you'll be there this year it is just a who's who in motorsports is there i don't care who you are if it's nascar or what there is just it's amazing the people that show up at this event
0: yeah i've been going for 10 years and let me tell tell you jeremy shaw and his crew of people do a, a remarkable job for that dinner and uh like steve said it, it, it's incredible i mean everybody that's involved in racing is at this and It's a great event, and what better person? Emerson Fittipaldi. You know, there's not many world driving champions. You know, around and Indy 500. You know, he's done it all. So, and he'll be honored this year. And the sports car race IMSA will be there at Long Beach too. Mm -hmm. And. And IMSA will be running at the Sebring 12
3: hour race. Oh, that, that's team. interesting because you got Wayne Taylor Racing, of yeah. course, and Jeff Gordon won. That was the team that won with Jeff Gordon at 24 hours at Daytona. Uh, Jeff Gordon will not be in the car at Sebring. And then Max Angelelli, who is also a co driver, he's retired from racing. Who's going to be filling in fit with Wayne Taylor Racing along with the Taylor boys? Think,
0: for, for the long races, it's Alex Lynn. They hired him. He's uh, a. A GP uh, three-series champion in 2014, he's never raced in the U.S. Hmm. Uh, he was sixth fastest last week at the test when I was there. And the day on Thursday, actually, Ricky was down testing Simon Pagino's Penske car at Homestead on the road course and was right there with his times, first time in an Indy car.
3: And, yeah, so he was to quick right on, off the bat.
0: Yeah, he was, and what you're seeing now is a lot of different drivers. Uh, R- Robert Wickens, the the Mercedes DTM champion, was down at Sebring uh, driving Jim H- James Hinchcliffe's uh, Sam Schmidt car, uh, Indy car this week, and uh, Mr. Hinchcliffe is going to go over and drive a DTM car. You're seeing a lot of different uh, uh, drivers trying different. Uh, different cars and 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 different series. I tell you I would I
3: would love to see Ricky Taylor in IndyCar. He would be he's such a dynamic uh, personality and and he's got the talent to back it up. It would definitely be a plus for the uh, IndyCar series. Is at this point you're wondering, you know, he's so young, but he's been he's been doing this since what, he's been 18 years old, but he's pretty much he's pretty much done everything he can in IMSA and and you wonder, you know, is Wayne Taylor could could they be one of those teams that could, could possibly switch over to IndyCars cars when the new formula starts in twenty twenty?
0: It's possible. Ricky Taylor, I've known him. I mean, I've known both Jordan and Ricky. I mean, I live like ten miles from him here, and we used to run go karts at Ocala Grand Prix. Is
3: it is that and restraining uh, order still in? Do you still have, is that still active or did that expire finally? Uh, Steve. Oh, on. that's
0: you right. I, right. I wasn't supposed to mention stories. that. I'm sorry. I know you. You don't want me to bring up stories about you now.
3: Oh okay? no no. Uh,
0: is that is that why you can't go to Long Beach? <laughs> or, <laughs> yes. Do, do I'm not mean, allowed
3: should... in the state of California.
0: Yeah. The, does your listeners want to know why? <laughs> you know, I know they're. I know they're making. Just because, because there's
3: video evidence off. doesn't mean it's, it's actually admissible in court. But uh, yeah, you getting would getting be back to the. Ricky Taylor
0: to Ricky and Jordan. They're they're really good American drivers and Wayne has done it right. Mm -hmm. Um, He's just done it right. And I think just because of Conoco and Minolta and his sponsors that he's had in sports car racing, that's the direction. And probably that's the budget that they can do. Mm -hmm. Uh, They could probably go do IndyCar, but, We'll see what goes down the road. I mean, he's just done it right, go-karting and just brought him up. They're actually going to be doing Pirelli Challenge this year for Cadillac, for GM. Excellent. Who knows? I mean, you could see Ricky in a a cup car maybe with this connection with GM. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, with these drivers trying different uh, series, it could happen. And he's got a good personality too. Definitely. They're really good kids.
3: Eddie, we certainly appreciate you coming on the show. It's time for a sports flash here in just a moment. Uh, Eddie, what's the latest at RacingNation.com real quick?
0: Well, we'll be covering uh, the Sebring 12-hour race on March 18th, and me and Jack Webster will be attending, and we we look forward to uh, getting hits from your viewers up there
3: on
4: the
0: website and checking out our...
3: story all right excellent well thank you eddie we certainly appreciate it when we come back from the break we'll be talking with ryan eversley the pirelli world challenge driver who races for real tree racing and uh we'll be that and after this sports flash with matt barlow Hey, welcome back to the Final Inspection Show, brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove, Wisconsin, along with our friends at the Milwaukee Area and Apple Auto Care Centers. It is a pleasure to bring on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, Ryan Eversley, driver of the real-time Acura GT. And uh, welcome to the show, Ryan. Thanks,
2: guys. Glad to be here. Uh,
3: I, I love... The story of how somebody gets to where they are now and, and yours, yours is a great story because you're not one of these kids that started racing go-karts at five and, and dad wrote a check all, all the way for you, all the way up to where you are. Now you, you kind of came in the old school way. you started off as a mechanic Can you kind of talk to listeners how you got started in racing.
2: Yeah. The very brief version is that I, uh, you know, I grew up around racing. My dad was a crew chief and team manager for a lot of sports car racing teams that had a lot of notoriety. So I was from day one, yeah, I literally two months into being, being born. I was at the Daytona 24 hour, 1984, love of life, and
3: right away had the, had
2: the bug, you know? And so when I, uh, got to be about 16, I, I talked to my parents and, you know, we're not a wealthy family. We're just an average middle-class family. And, and we said, Hey, um, to get me going in racing, I'm going to have to find a way in. So why don't I try to use my mechanical skills that my dad had kind of handed down to me Mm -hmm. to, uh, get in there, make a name, get to know people. And it kind of, you know, started my career in racing. And then when I was trying to race on the side, people understood what I was trying to accomplish. And I think they appreciated the fact that I was willing to work for it. And so, uh, you know, like I said, long story short, that really led to a lot of opportunities that, uh, led me to being a factory Acura driver in the brand-new Acura NSX.
3: Yeah, and that, that, that's kind of a step up because that's, a, I guess, an, an, an FIA regulation GT3 car, and it's kind of a difference from where you came up initially with uh, real-time racing. Can you tell the difference between the, the NSX and the, the TLX?
2: Yeah, for sure. I actually started racing Hondas back in 2010, and, and the first question I normally get is like, oh, like the Fast and the Furious. <laughs> and uh you know it's not exactly that but um fortunately my career with Honda's spanned from everything from Honda Fit rally cars to mm-hmm. uh, Honda Civics the Acura TLX and now the Acura NSX and what i can say about the TLX was it was just a bad to the bone race car it had 600 horsepower no aerodynamics so it was like driving a stock car on a road course just mm-hmm. tons of wheel spin and crazy fast but not exactly not the right kind of fast, didn't have the cornering speed, didn't have the braking capability. Now we switch to the NSX, which has the aerodynamics, it has the cornering, it has the braking, it's got even the straight line, and it looks like sex on wheels. So everything is now lining up that we should be able to take that car and go run up front.
3: Yeah, I mean what is the biggest biggest difference between that? I mean, is it is it physically just just telling your you know, telling the difference, telling your brain To not break right now, you you can actually go deeper in the corners. What's the the dynamics in that?
2: You know, uh, there is a little of that, like, what can this car do? What do I believe that this car could do? And uh, you look at it, and it gives you so much confidence because the car is a street car. It just looks like it can, you know, do a loop-de-loop and stick to the ceiling. It's so, you know, aerodynamically designed. So... It's one of those things where you go out and you start testing, which we've already been doing at at Virginia International Raceway, and you realize right away, like, how much deeper you can go and how much more aggressive you can be. And while the TLX definitely had its uh, qualities that that it it did well with, um, we we lacked in cornering and braking and and, uh, just a little bit of of, uh, confidence-inspiring handling. So now, after our first test, literally after five laps, I was like, okay, let's start the race. Let's get going. First <laughs> race because I'm ready to go. This thing gets hooked up.
3: And, and you, okay. you, you drive for real time racing, which is based, uh, uh just a few miles north of here in Sockville. So how, how have you braced, embraced, uh, Wisconsin as your second home?
2: I, it's funny you say that because I spend, I probably spend almost two months out of the year now at, in Wisconsin. I go up for different road America tests, obviously our race. And then, uh, Uh, going up for, I was just there last week for a seat fitting and the team has really become part of my family. So I go up for weddings and, and, uh, things like that as well. So, um, I always liked Wisconsin, uh, when I first started racing there because red America is literally heaven on earth. It's one of the fastest racetracks to go to, but it's also beautiful. They have amazing brats, They have spotted cow beer, as well as other local breweries on the province on the property. So it's, it's, it's a racer's dream to go there. Um, I've become familiar with custard, which isn't a Southern thing, That's sort of a <laughs> thing, as far as I'm concerned. So um, as I tell Petey, my, my boss, I'm a custard man now. Um, you know, we don't have culvers in the top, We don't have cops, which I love as well. So, uh, it's been really nice to get to work and, and race with a bunch of guys from that area. Um, it was funny. The Falcons played the Packers in the, in the, uh, playoffs of the NFL. And we had a little friendly bet going on and everything. So, um, it's been good. You know, I've driven for teams from all over the country, and there's something about the Wisconsin area. And I heard Aaron Rodgers say the same thing, and I agree with him because he's not from Wisconsin originally. It, everybody loves and cares about their neighbor up there, and that to me means a lot because I come from the south, where it's kind of the same way. So mm-hmm. it's been uh, it's been nice. I, I like going up there any time I get a chance. Uh,
3: the, the 2017 Pirelli World Challenge season opens up next week at the Grand Prix of St. Pete uh tell us what you're expecting there with the with the with the new car and the team and everything
2: i I can't really tell you what we're expecting because i honestly have no idea we had a great test at VIR; the car was feeling so good like better than it had previously the guys are really at real time and honda hpd accurate made a really good uh bunch of changes to it i that was on a proper road course with a lot of grip now we're going to a street course which hasn't been used in a long time it's the public streets of st petersburg mm-hmm. in fact the front straightaway is used as a runway every 360 days out of the year and then we get to use it for four days as a racetrack five days or whatever. so um not a lot of grip the first few days and it's bumpy there's walls right at the edge of the track there's no runoff so if you make a mistake you pay for it so i really don't know what to expect but i'm excited i I was excited. I, I'm a, listen, these cars are so cool, and I get to drive for such a great team and program that I'm always excited. But I'm literally, like, jonesing that I get to drive the Acura NSX race car. And I know our photo is going to get taken a gazillion times. I just hope that we're near the front when that happens.
3: <laughs> is it is qualifying that much more important for a place like St. Pete, where it's on a street course, where uh, track position is so important?
2: Yeah, absolutely. It's really hard to pass there. There's only, like, two solid passing opportunities. And the other thing is, is that it's only an hour-long sprint race there's no pit stops no strategy it's literally go like as fast as you possibly can and stay out of trouble if you drive to the pit lane in one of these races you're, you're done
4: mm-hmm. so
2: qualifying becomes a super big deal we were able to win there two years ago and i and i believe that's because it quali- in qualifying it rained and i got the pole if i started seventh or eighth i don't think it would have been such a successful day so yeah qualifying on most street courses because it's very hard to pass especially in this Really well, Challenge field, super critical.
3: Uh, and <laughs> I loved, tell us a story about your first race when you, and, and how that came about with your Star Mazda race. Because I, I read it on your bio and it, it's a great story.
2: The, the very quick version is that I've been racing some go-karts and uh, I got to do a, uh, I think what you're actually getting at is my first Insta race. <laughs> and the, I, I rented a ride from a kid who had a, star Mazda formula car, his grandma, a guy named Chris Nelson out of California, his grandmother passed away, left him a little bit of an inheritance. He bought a race car, didn't have enough money after buying it to, to run it. So he said, hey, and we know, we know each other off of like AOL auto racing chat rooms. So we never even met. And it was like, hey, if you can pay a little bit of money to run this car, we'll run it for nothing just to get the car out there and like help you start your racing career. And so I flew to California. I'm like 17 years old, pimply face, no clue what I'm doing. <laughs> and I go out there and, and we had a great weekend. I finished dead last. I was sucked. I was, I was so slow. I had no clue. And I left going, okay, goal one, I'm a race car driver now. This is this is epic. Goal two, let's get better. And then two years later, I got the opportunity to race in the American Le Mans series, which is now IMSA, uh, uh, weather tech series. And, uh, I had to go get a license and I go to get my license and I've got three races under my belt, pretty green. And I say, Hey, uh, here I am. I've got my, my credit card and my physical and everything you need. And they're like, great. Have you raced a lot? Like, where do I know your name from? And I was like, Oh, uh, uh, and I'm kind of stalling cause I don't know what to <laughs> say. And and the lady that's, that's handling it goes, did you race star Mazda? Well, the car I'm raced, I raced was a formula Mazda, the pro series, which the names of Michael McDowell, and she right. speed had come out of what's called Star Mazda. So her question was, did you race Star Mazda? And I just replied, I raced Formula Mazda, little different. And she went, that's where I know your name from. And then let me get my hard card, and I was able to go out and start racing in the American Le Mans Series in 2004. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> one of those things where I didn't lie, but I definitely said something different than what the question was.
3: Well, excellent. We certainly appreciate your time with us and uh, looking forward to seeing you out there in St. Pete. And of course, uh, coverage can be found at world, cha- world and then hyphen challenge.com. And there's uh, continuous updates. Uh, make sure you look up uh, Ryan on Facebook and on Twitter. He's a good follow on Twitter. I love following you on Twitter. And uh, look forward to seeing you up at Road America this uh, this summer.
2: I can't wait. I'm going to get me a brat and a spotted cow as soon as I get there. And I really appreciate you guys having
3: me on. Oh, appreciate it. That's Ryan Eversley eversley the driver of the real-time racing acura one of the most beautiful cars out there i was showing matt barlow he was like "Whoa, that is a good looking race car we appreciate uh ryan for coming on the show brought to you uh, on the great midwest bank hotline thanks ryan my pleasure take care guys all right thanks are you been listening to the final inspection show brought to you by the legendary great lakes dragway in union grove along with our friends at the at the Milwaukee Area Napa Auto Care Centers. When we come back, we'll be hearing your poll setter for the Atlanta 500 race coming up tomorrow. uh, Kevin Harvick, driver of the Stewart Haas Ford. This is Final Inspection with Steve Zocchi. Presented by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Driven by Milwaukee Area Napa Auto Care Association. On 105.7 FM, The Fan.
2: Kevin, freaky fast out there, uh, that final round of qualifying. Just walk through that final round qualifying.
5: Round. Yeah, that was, you know, the, the best our car had been. Um, you know, for, for me, it was the most comfortable I'd been because I could actually see where I was going into the, in the turn one without the, with the sun down behind the billboards. And I knew I'd got to the green very good and, and it felt like I got through got through one and two pretty good and I just needed to, you know, to hit the bottom and, and was hit the bottom perfectly and, and was able to get in the gas and stay in the gas and hook the bottom all around the corner. So it was... Uh, it was good timing uh, on hitting the best lap from the from the seat, and, and um, you know they hit it you know, the best that we'd hit it in the three rounds, and obviously it all just lined up and, and wound up being our best lap. So it uh, says a lot about our team, our organization. Uh, obviously, winning the Daytona 500 last week with uh, with Kurt, uh, having you know just a strong speed weeks uh, in general, and coming down here and. Feel pretty good about our race car and in uh, in race trim, and, and really didn't spend much time in, in qualifying trim. And they just they just do a great job. I mean, they're they're good at good at what they do, and I'm just fortunate to uh, to to be able to, to drive it and, and uh, you know um, have fun with, with going fast and doing the things that we do. So just uh, seeing the transition to Ford has has been a lot of fun, and, and they've just done a great job. So I'm I'm, I'm pretty excited about everything.
3: Good deal. We'll open the floor up for questions. If you have a question, we'll get a wireless mic to you. We'll start here in the back and then work our way around. Kevin, Pete McCall with Autorace1.com. There was a number of cars that had a trouble getting through inspection. Yours was one of them. Can uh, you talk about what some of the issues were you guys were, were, were facing getting through inspection? And uh, is this I something? Just,
5: I just drive. I don't worry about the <laughs> rules.
3: <laughs> Are you worried about this persisting as you go through the season?
5: It's not my department.
3: Continue on. Any additional questions for Kevin? We'll go to Matt and then to Bob.
5: You okay, Bob? Okay. I just saw you holding your head. I thought you might be going down. <laughs> Long day with your glasses on. Yeah.
2: Matt Weaver, AutoWeek.com. You kind of addressed this earlier in your opening remarks, but the strong speed weeks winning the Daytona 500 now your pole there's always a lot of naysayers who say you know Stuart Haas is going to have the the slow transition in the they're not going to be fast out of the gate is there kind of the the chip on y'all shoulder to, to validate the hard work and the decision to move to Ford?
5: I think so I think everybody has a chip on their shoulder just you know wanting to do well it's not anything against anybody it's just you know it's it's wanting to go out and, and not miss a beat from where we were and, and we've worked hard you know I've, I've I've uh, you know been with my guys the last two or three weeks, and we've been in the simulator. We've been um, you know testing in Phoenix. We've been on the phone. We've been uh, you know obviously in, in Daytona for nine or ten days. How many days that however many days that was, and and I think everybody. It's not just our team. You know the the other teams are, are working hard as well. So it's um, you know it's fun to kind of open Pandora's box, I guess you could say, because you know you you have to you have to turn every leaf over and look at everything in the company because everything's different uh, from from top to bottom and but the one thing that has stayed consistent are very good people and you know it's it's um, it's fun to see a group of people come together and try to make things better and, and it's a it's a major undertaking to do the things that we did but Ford has been a big part of it Stuart Haas has obviously done a great job with the work but Ford has been a very very big part of giving us the resources and manpower and um, you know the support that we need to uh, to do the things that we do. So you line that up with with Gene and Tony and the resources that we have at Stewart Haas Racing. It's um, you know it's hopefully it's to the point where we're where we have a baseline. Obviously, it's it's going to be okay, and, and we can start. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.